0: coming down in three.
1: Two,
0: one. yo 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 it's the minnesota sports and variety show we have opinions and now we got a platform it's the one and only eric grady and david zeller on the mic how you doing mr zeller
1: uh i'm good man it's been uh it's been a hell of a hell of a week um the temperature keeps going up and down and i'm i'm Still full, I'm not quite fully recovered from, uh, we were supposed to record uh, earlier this week and I lost my voice and so I'm still not fully recovered, but I'm much, much better now. So how are you doing, man?
0: I'm doing all right. I I was battling a little bit of a sinus infection thing and I yeah, it's just that time of year and I I got a little bit of the the crud going on still, but I'm doing pretty good. I I ran a couple miles yesterday and a couple miles today out in the cold weather and that kind of kind of loosened up the mucous membranes and uh yeah
1: yeah, i'm yeah knees are a little
0: sore but uh hanging tight
1: yeah it it was that was thing like we i replaced i i hadn't replaced my um filter my we have a just like a forced uh air like heating venting vento vento system so don't have like forced air for like um uh air conditioning and i I think i'd replace my my filter for a while so replace that Brought the humidifiers. Put, put one in my kid's room. Put one up in our in our bedroom upstairs. And now I like, can I can actually like when I cough I can get the I can feel the phlegm coming out, not just like a ridiculous cough. So it's it's that part time of season for well, sure. Kids kids in school like there's bringing germs mm-hmm. home and you yeah, just gotta get kind of like wade through it right. Absolutely, yeah. My daughter
0: um, Cora was supposed to have a birthday party tomorrow, and the and the gal's dad just texted me this morning and said party's canceled he's got COVID so you know it's all oh no all sorts of stuff going around but yeah we were yeah. we were out at the water park last night and uh we were at um oh what's it called the borough tonight so playing a lot just doing a lot of fun things with the kiddos and what well, we had Halloween earlier this week as everybody yeah. knows um and so how did your Halloween fare it was uh it was a little cold for us mm. we we braved it but um we weren't out there a super long time
1: our's Ours is pretty good. We have a so we have a we live so I live in the in the city and we have a we actually have a, a pretty good block between. Um, there's two major intersections about three to four blocks apart from one another. Um, and so like that the block that I'm on, which is like a not, it's like one block off of a main thoroughfare. Um, lots of kids, lots of families. Um, lots of people who've been in the neighborhood for years and are, are like super cool and fun. And so the kids get, have lots of houses to go to. And, and we literally do basically like a two, like a block and a half down, come back the other side, go a block and a half on the other side and then come back to our house. So basically like three blocks, um, you know, one side of the street, the other side of the street. And by the, um, the, almost the very end of the second block, um, yeah, coming back, Ragnar was like, Oh my bag's too heavy. Can you hold my bag? And I was like, "Buddy, if I'm holding <laughs> your bag, that means we're done trick or treating." So we had to hit had a we we had a couple more houses of friends that I of like you know neighborhood friends or whatever. But then yeah, we have so much fucking candy at this house. That's the other thing. I also bought way too much candy because we have a lot of kids in the neighborhood too. Um, yeah, and we're one we're one of the bigger like one of the blocks that has a lot more uh, families and stuff. So we always get more kids I think than um, other people. Because I talked, I have friends in the neighborhood. And uh buddy who's like uh like three blocks um south of me and like two blocks west. He's like, Yeah, we had two kids all night. I was like, We had fucking like a hundred almost a hundred kids come to our house. So Oh my gosh. Um, so I bought, but I bought I still even then I still bought too much candy. So I have, uh, I have a shit ton of candy left over um, which I'm gonna be bringing to the black card and probably to soccer tomorrow, to futsal. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then I have, and then all my kids' candy, which is like the kids' bags are still full. I, I had to divvy it up and put it in a small amount I know they get pr- so
0: much candy. I was like, are you guys taking like four, like, were people just putting in like four or five, like people's bags like, yeah. at the stores? Because, yeah, yeah man. we didn't go to that many houses and and their bags were just chock full. And I was like, what?
1: I, what's I told going my, on here? My, my father in law came over. My father and my mother-in-law came over to, like, like watch the house while we were gone and, like, give out candy and stuff. I was, like, I put everything in a bucket. Or I put, like, maybe, like, a third of each of the – I bought two different bags. I bought, like, some gummy candy and some, like, chocolate candy. And I put a, about a third of each bag into a, into a bowl. And I was, like, just put, like, as much as you can in each kid's bag. Just, like, literally pick up a handful and put it in the bags and or, like, let the kids pick. But apparently the kids were, like, really into the gummy candy. Apparently kids are not into chocolate anymore for some reason. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I,
0: my, my kids are dairy-free, so then they get they get kind of annoyed when it's just dairy. They'll be like, oh, just dairy chocolate. Like, it's for uh, you, Dad, like you saw. Yeah, they know that's one thing that. Really? That's,
1: no. Well, I mean, I suppose, I suppose yeah, I suppose that that's the case. But, like, I was listening to a, a, another podcast, and they're talking about um about this, too. I, don't, I think it was maybe the the, the Dan Lippertar show, and basically, like, how kids don't like chocolate anymore, or, like, they're not taking chocolate. Like I, peanuts, I think the, like quali- I think the quality is down.
0: I think, yeah, I think the
1: quality is down
0: too. I just ate oh. a Kit Kat at my brother's house and I was like, this doesn't taste like a Kit Kat when I it's, was growing up. Like I oh, think no, no, they're no. skimping
1: on Trust ingredients me. or something. It is, it is, uh, the cho- the chocolate we have in the United States is completely different now than it was. When we were growing up, by the way, um, and it's way different than chocolate in every other country. Yeah. Like, as someone um, who
0: sells groceries, I don't want to besmirch the vendors, but I don't know, <laughs> something's just not, just not quite no, right there.
1: We, as, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. As, I mean, yeah, I you know work for the same <laughs> company. We, have, we absolutely should. No, because it was funny because um, my uh, sister-in-law got married this winter or this summer. And we, we went out to New York for the wedding and she's marrying someone from Canada and all of, so all of her, uh, you know, future in-laws are from Canada. And I was kind of like, are they good? Can they bring chocolate back, you know, from like over the border, uh, into the United States? Because I, I want in, they, they did, they brought a shit ton of, like, not just chocolate, but also a bunch of other like, uh, ketchup chips and a bunch of other Canadian things that I, like I love, I've had before. And, um, Everybody like I think all most fans and like, oh, it's not there's not gonna be a difference between a Kit Kat here and a Kit Kat in the U- a Kit Kat in Canada and a Kit Kat in the US. I'm like, trust me, there's a, a significant difference between a Kit Kat now, that's interesting. in the US and a Kit Kat in Canada. And it's it's bonkers. Oh, yeah. Well different you is, you can so. get
0: good chocolate for cheap. Like Aldi has really good like European oh, yeah. chocolate for like super cheap. And so like I mean I just don't usually eat the you know, kind of the junk candy. I, I still like the Milky Way. I I like a frozen Snickers, like a Snickers in the freezer, but, like, mm. my wife is, like, deathly allergic to peanuts, so I basically just stopped eating peanuts <laughs> when I started seeing my, my wife because she can, like, if she just, like, kisses me and I've had peanuts, like, early in the day, like, her lips will go numb. Like, she's super, super allergic to it, so I just, just stay oh. away from all
1: things peanuts. Yeah, so. I that, eat a lot of like- almond
0: butter and that kind of stuff, so...
1: But yeah, you don't, you can't do peanut butter cups then, huh? The no, ones. no, we don't do uh, any, we
0: don't do it. We don't keep any peanut butter in the house, so. Uh, All right. Well, we better get into it. We got a lot of sports here and, uh, the big one is, is the Vikings. Um, the, uh, the ups and downs of being a Minnesota Vikings fan. I don't know if you saw the statistic, but now with the Rangers winning the World Series, the Vikings are like the longest running Big Four men's team without a championship.
1: I saw it and I tweeted it out. So, yeah, uh, there you go. So, there, so yeah. And it's uh, it's it, it, it is brutal. the least the least surprising thing, um I think, so honestly. Oh, well, so. The, the
0: the piece of that's surprising is they're one of the highest, they're one of the winningest teams without a championship also. Like they they've won a lot in the history of the team. They have they have yeah. had a lot of good records. They just have had very minimal like playoff success. Although they've been to what? Four or five NFC championships since I've been a fan since the nineties. Yeah, so they, I mean, are, yeah, you know, well, I mean, they, they've got they've got close to the so, dance. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they 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 made it in the strike shortened season. What was that? Eighty nine or something. They made it to yep. the ninety eight. They made it to the two thousand one. The forty the forty one donut. When I was studying abroad, they made it to the FARV one, and then they made it to the. uh What's his name? The Philadelphia Kid, the fa not Foles. Um oh God. Why is my brain crapping out on me? Uh when? we were thinking about getting him back this week. No, no. Uh Keenum. Keenum. Case Keenum oh, Case
1: Keenum, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Case. Yeah. I remember
0: people were shoveling his driveway. Yeah, the the miracle. The miracle case Keenum. well, not the miracle. That was that, that was cousins, but uh yeah. That
1: wasn't uh, that wasn't that wasn't the conference final though. That was that was a that was uh that wasn't the conference final for that one. Just FYI, I think I think it's been three since since uh since they went to the all the Super Bowls. No, no, it, the like, miracle it, 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 it one
0: was like, wasn't the miracle one wasn't the conference final, but uh, no. Keenum got them to a conference. So that was the Eagles, the year that the Eagles killed us, right, like thirty eight seven or something like that. So we did we did get to yeah. the NFC Championship game that that year. Yeah, not not the miracle year though. That was uh, Cousins did win just the first round. I think they beat no. the. Uh,
1: no, that was, but no, Saints. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Keenum, yeah, that was the Saints. I, we didn't make it to the conference final. I think we got beat by the Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl. We were supposed to, we were hosting the Super Bowl that year. We didn't make it to the conference finals. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Possibly no, no, wrong. no.
0: We, 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 no, we got beat in the, uh, by the Eagles in the NFC Championship game because their fans were like crazy and they were like chucking full beer cans at our fans and like batteries and stuff. Like the people of Philadelphia are, are insane people. I don't know what's in their drinking water, but, uh, they're they're crazy people. Um all right. So getting into uh this Vikings win, but it felt like a loss uh going into the game. Kirk was PFF and uh, was 7th in PFF rating and 14th in QBR. After this game, he's like 5th or 6th in PFF and like I had a friend and 10th in Q- QBR. I had a friend who had um bet like 5 bucks for Kirk to win MVP and like the pay or 10 bucks or something and the payout was like Something crazy, like $550. And like Kirk has been in the playoff, in the MVP conversation lately. I mean, he still, you know, is, 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 there's a long way to go, but like he, he's been playing very well. This has been one of his best seasons. And, um, started off really good early. Couple nice pack passes to Hawkinson with catching runs. Um, the Packers, I just thought were really undisciplined. Um, they, they were, had a lot of penalties. Um, they had a hit from Kirk on, uh, from behind that was really stupid. Um, Akers had 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 a great day he's got really good vision he had a fantastic um TD run um DJ Wanham had a huge stack and the Packers offense was just really anemic I I just there was so much hype of like Jordan Love coming into this season and he has just been he's just been really a disaster it's been really woeful um KJ Osborne uh bounced back this week he had a big catch um we 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 did a couple of screens that didn't work out. And on our third screen, we had a really well-executed one um, to Addison. Um, and Cousins was just really picking apart the Packers. Um, Hawkinson just had, you know, catch after catch. Packers kind of hung around. They had a nice drive. Um, they missed a field goal, but uh, we were off sides. Um, it was 10-3 to 3 at the half, and the Vikings really should have been up more. It was one of those games of, man, we're letting the Packers hang around and, like, this is not good. Like, we should be up by more than this. And, um, KJ Osborne had a really big first half, four receptions for 60 yards. Um, the Vikings also did the, uh, the brotherly shove, um, effectively, which we've been just terrible. Kirk has always been bad at QB sneaks. So that was cool. Um, we had a great touchdown pass to, uh, to Munt. We always have these like, these like real blue collar, like, tight ends that have like funny names and like look like pirates and cavemen and stuff so nice to have months there um and then we had a, a nice TD to Hawkinson and we were up 17-3 um Josh Metellus had an amazing game it was basically like uh just just another fantastic game back-to-back weeks dude dude was doing the worm again um, amazing interception um just just ripped it off great run back um, Addison had a nice TD. Another great game by Addison. He did the Lambo leap, which is which is always fun to do at the at the Packers Stadium. Um, the Vikings, so the Vikings ended up winning 24-10. Um, kind of some curious coaching decisions down the down the stretch that kind of let the Packers have a sniff at coming back, but they just they just couldn't do anything. I mean, it was I almost felt bad for Packer fans. I had a a buddy of mine from that when I worked with at Eton that was at the game, and he was like, "Oh, these Vikings fans are being such dicks around me." Blah blah, blah. and um and they really. They really just got their their doors blown off. But the big story was the Kirk Cousins uh, blown Achilles. It's a non-contact injury um, out for the season. And it's really just coming at the worst time. You know, we had this really tough start to the season with all the turnovers and we turned it around and we're 4-4 and and, you know, winning three in a row and, you know, four out of five and really just starting to really hit our stride and seeing what this offense could do, the amazing win over the, the Forty Niners, and then boom, it just blows up. It just seems like the the Vikings are cursed. I don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but I, I kind of everybody
1: was, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, have you have you considered that they're actually cursed? I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it felt that way when I lived in Boston with like the Red Sox, and it felt that way the whole time that I've been a Cubs fan with like the the Bartman and just all you know all the things uh Moises Alou and and just and and the and the Red Sox finally won, you know, several world world series and the Cubs finally won a world series. So it just seems like it seems like eventually they fall, you know, the uh Cleveland Cavs finally won with LeBron. Like it usually for for like a cursed organization it kind of takes like something transcendent i feel like to happen, you know. The Cubs had a goddamn like all-star team the year that
1: they won it and great coaching with Dusty Baker mean- and just everything. You mean the team that went 15 and one wasn't transcendent enough for, uh, yeah, I mean that, that,
0: that, that is, that's the worst one. The
1: one that the, 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 the the 1998
0: team, that's, that's the, that's the worst. That's the hardest one. I mean, that team was amazing. I, I was so confident that we were going to win. I had bought a victory cigar to smoke after that game. And I was 18 years old and I, I was, uh, working as a, um, ice rink attendant outside, and had my little TV, and I was like, just so confident that we were going to win. I was just like, well, I've got my my victory cigar to smoke after we win, and um yeah, I would I would not be that naive anymore. But that one was a heartbreaker, and then obviously the farve one was really rough too, because yeah, th- th- those two, the other ones that we have been in, I think were longer shots, but those two really, the fact that we didn't get there, um, it d- it does feel like it's a bit of a curse, but we'll see. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I, I love the Vikings. I hope they win someday. And so we were saying, like, are they going to get a quarterback? And I didn't think that they would do anything, to be honest. I thought they would just hold Pat. You're four and four. I didn't think they would want to give up much, but they did go out and get somebody. I mean, it didn't cost them much. It was like a, I don't know, they swapped six. It was like a sixth or seventh round pick or something. So, yeah. um, it's, yeah, I was, I mean, they gave up very little, but Josh Dobbs from Arizona. Um, had you, had you heard of or seen Josh Dobbs before?
1: Uh, all I know is this is his third team this year, so um, that's <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> great. It sounds like so. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I listened to the the Randball Daily Delivery yeah, yeah. podcast, and he was talking about how I mean this is potentially a blessing in disguise for the Vikings, right? Like, so they're four and four. They're I mean, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in the playoffs. They I think they would be a wild card, obviously. Um, yep. The, the 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 NFC Central is not like there's no one running away with it, so they. There's, they're going to be in the playoffs pretty much, I think, the entire year unless they go on, like, a, you know, massive um losing streak here. Um, and Kirk Cousins was going to be a free agent at the end of the year, right? So you needed to make a decision Correct. on whether you're going to bring him back in, what, Kirk Cousins is 36 this year, I think, 35 or 36, something like that. So – um you know, yeah, I think he's 35. But. Yeah, you have to make a decision on any of Justin Jefferson, who's you know, who's obviously on the uh, IR still. I think he'll come back like after this week. Um, yes, well, you know, one of like the most dynamic receivers in the game. Um, you have to make a decision on like, and this. So I think Rand, um, Michael Rand, was saying basically like, this is an opportunity to like see what the the offense can look like with someone who's not Kirk Cousins, because you know what it looks like with Kirk Cousins, right? You know what it looks like with a pocket passer who's not really gonna run, um, can't do much with his feet, but you know, can can do the reads, um and knows when to get rid of it, um and can get rid of it quickly. Um and you know, whether it's you know, this like they, they this bYU kid that they bring they brought in, um they drafted whatever I like Jaron Hall I think is his name. Yes. Um that's the BYU kid, yep. Or if it's Sean Mannion or it's Josh Dobbs. You have you can you can see kind of what this offense might look like with a different type of uh, QB. And, and now again, like these guys are not Kirk cousins, right? It's so, like, you know, the, the reads are not going to be as quick and, and everything else is, is going to be slightly downgraded, but you can see like, okay, if we invest in getting, you know, a, um, a quarterback um, that is good, can, can run what an office might look like. If you, if you have a, you know, like say a Josh jobs um, under center towards the second half of the season or whatever. So, uh, you know, he mentioned it as sort of a blessing in disguise. I don't necessarily know. I mean, I think, well, you know, f- football. Yeah. You want you you want. I mean, you want to make. You need to make the playoffs, right? You, you you can't you can't not make the playoffs. You can't be what the Minnesota Vikings have been when they don't make the playoffs, which is where they're like they're like a they're always sitting like tenth or eleventh in the draft, right? You either you be really bad <laughs> and get a good yeah. quarterback. Although I from what I understand, and we've talked about it a little bit, like this is a heavy quarterback draft. So yes, if you yes, are it's in to be. like the top ten. You probably can get a, a decent quarterback or someone to build around, um, or you need to be good. Like it doesn't—it doesn't help to be in the middle. I mean, in any sport, really, it doesn't no, help to be in the middle. The
0: draft, no.
1: Baseball, baseball really doesn't matter because it's, no. it's you know there's there's you know maybe one or two good players, but like hockey, basketball, um, NFL, um, where players can play pretty much you know almost right away. You need to be either really bad or really good, so it yep. doesn't help to be in the middle. So.
0: Yeah. And when you do draft, you got to get those diamonds in the rough. Like you have to draft well because those rookie deals are so important. I mean, that the value differential is just key when somebody's on their rookie deal, especially at the skill positions. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the blessing in disguise for the Vikings is that they looked like they were on a path to sign Kirk Cousins and dude's probably going to want. Oh god who even knows 40 45 50 million dollars you know and i and if let's say the cap is 220 or something can you know you have to sign jefferson i mean he's got two years left on his deal but if you franchise him or whatever he's going to be expensive it's still top five wide receiver money you got to lock up your your tackles brian o'neill makes a lot already and derisaw so in four players you got a big chunk of money that's that's tied up and so without that younger quarterback. And and Kirk is good, but he's just not elite. He's not top five, right? So do you want to pay that kind of money for somebody who's kind of in the seven to 11 quarterback range? So I think the blessing in disguise is that either Kirk's going to have to sign for less with us now, or he's going to be gone. Um, So I think that's, you know, I, I don't ever root for anybody to get injured, but Kirk is not staying with the Vikings with a big $50 million deal now, like it looked like it could have been Trending that way. So I like Kirk. He's a very good player. Just the problem is, good player, not a lot of just good quarterbacks win Super Bowls, right? Unless they have like elite defenses around them. And this Vikings defense is not elite. So we'll see how, um, see how Dobbs can do. Um, I, uh, I had heard about him because my friend had him in fantasy football and he put up pretty decent fantasy numbers through the first like five weeks of the season. Um, he is 28th ranked in pro, pro football focus passer rating, but 19th in QBR. So a little better in QBR. Um, one interesting thing is he has alopecia. Which, um, is kind of the where you don't have the hair, like he doesn't have really have the eyebrows and stuff, but um, and like you mentioned, he's been on a lot of teams, he's been on nine he was on the same team for like three years that drafted him, and then he's been on nine teams in the last four years since then, and sometimes three teams in a year, like you mentioned, so one of the things I was gonna talk about in variety is how I hate change and and moving, and this poor guy has moved so many times, imagine how many times he's had to go to like. The freaking, like DMV or like just call like the the cable company. <laughs> you know, all you guys not have cable anymore. It's so young. His Netflix account ports, but you know, just all those little things you have to do, like uh, get a new key made. Just uh, I don't know. But um, anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see. They'll probably start with uh, Jaron Hall and um and then you know if it see how it goes and if it doesn't go well. Like you said, Jaron Hall is from BYU. Um, actually, Dobbs does get the ball out pretty fast. They said. Um, 49% of the time in Arizona, he got the ball out in under 2.5 seconds, which put him in uh, 13th in the top uh, half of the league. And Cousins gets the ball out slowly. He only gets the ball out under 2.5 seconds 41% of the time, which is 30th in the NFL. So Cousins was not getting sacked a lot, but he's holding onto the ball for a long time, and he was getting hit a lot. So um, that that is one interesting uh, thing there. So it'll, it, it'll be good to see. We got Atlanta... Um, this week they are starting Tyler Heineke, our old, uh, quarterback that was with the, um, commanders for a few years, had a really nice playoff game with them, but then kind of fell apart. So it should, it should be a good game. I am, uh,
1: looking forward to it. So yeah, green, anything
0: else on the, on the Vikes?
1: No, the green lizard. Skol. Get to play the green lizard. Get to play the green, get to play the green lizard on, uh, on Sunday. So
0: who who is that?
1: Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Can you oh, hear me?
0: Who's the, who, who? Yeah, who's the Green Lizard?
1: Oh, uh, Taylor Heineke.
0: Oh, I did not know that it was his nickname.
1: Yeah. I must, yeah, I yeah, must yeah. have missed that. Yeah. That's funny. So.
0: Um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, we'll see. Well, like, you're talking about how the adjustments will come. Um, You know, Cousins runs a lot of play action. Second highest rate of play action in the NFL at 31%. So, like, are they going to keep doing that? Um it's interesting we haven't run run the ball very well but our play action we've still run we still run play action a lot so this is kind of funny with some of the advanced metrics of you would think well if you're not running the ball then play action doesn't work but it still can and just kind of all those advanced statistics are so interesting and in football there's there's so much to look at but anywho um looking forward to it so going to the gophers uh sky row the boat uh the gophers have been uh playing uh better as of late and um Jared uh, Jordan Newbin particularly has been playing very nicely for Minnesota. He had 204 yards rushing. Um, I believe their t- their first two backs were injured, so he was filling in, and yeah. uh, he had two touchdowns. Gophers yeah, beat a, Michigan State, 27
1: 12. He's a converted uh, DB. His, uh, his okay. brother, I think, I think his brother Taylor Newbin um, is also on the team. Um, yeah, so he's uh, yeah, he <laughs> converted uh, defensive back uh, came in and, and wow. you know. Athletics. They played. They played a a a not good Michigan State team that's dealing with a lot of turmoil. Um, the fun thing about Minnesota is that they honestly like they control their destiny in the Big Ten West. If they, they do, if they win, if they win out, um, which again includes again a game against Ohio State and uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> that's pretty unlikely. Um, Wisconsin, I
0: could see. Wisconsin's I believe it's, possible. Ohio State. Yeah, State's I believe it. I that's believe tough. it's
1: at Ohio State, and then Wisconsin comes here. Um yeah. this is, I mean, I think I don't think we've mentioned it though when we talked about the Iowa game. This is the first time in I let's say like twenty years that we've had we've had both the Floyd of Rosedale and the Axe at the same time. So yeah. um we beat Iowa earlier this year. Uh Illinois this weekend uh at home. Um they that's a winnable game. I think they're favored by like three. Purdue on the road, we should beat beat Purdue, and then I think it's uh Ohio State on the road um and then Wisconsin here at the end of the season. So they beat Illinois on Saturday. Um they are bowl eligible um or Purdue, I guess. And yeah man, if they went out it, the more likely scenarios they go 3 and 1. If yeah. they I mean they beat Wisconsin very unlikely probably have,
0: 2% chance they beat Ohio State and Ohio. But the other 3 are winnable.
1: Yeah, they have uh they have the the tiebreaker on um, Iowa and Nebraska right now. If they beat Wisconsin, they'll have the tiebreaker on Wisconsin. The north The Northwestern loss really fucks them in terms of like yeah, I know what a bad year so, to drop one of those crazy so you, games. You're kind of hoping, honestly, you're kind of hoping um, that Northwestern beats Iowa this weekend because uh, Northwestern is also on three losses in the Big Ten already. They're going to lose again. You're kind of hoping that Northwestern Iowa that game. Um, it's being played at Wrigley Field, actually, by the way. Oh, Northwestern cool. wins, Northwestern wins that game. That gives you the tiebreaker on Iowa. And then you hope that, you know, you, you, you go three and one. Um, and then Wisconsin drops, uh, another one and you end up with a, like a four way tie, but you have the tiebreaker on four teams. <laughs> and, um, and then Minnesota plays in their one and only uh Big Ten Conference title game because next year Let's go. They they just I know they just they got USC, and you know, I was
0: going I was going through yeah. their schedule next year and I was like, oof, if they can get to like six and six next year, that'll be good. Like uh oh, schedule we gets can,
1: tough. We, yeah we have we, we don't need it we don't to spend time talking about it tonight, but we'll like next week you know in the week week or two we should talk about the gopher schedule for for next year. But um yeah, I mean they've never been to a Big Ten conference title game. Um they would nope. get the shit kicked out of them by Michigan probably but yeah you know what? Um maybe if they're not stealing signs, you never know.
0: <laughs> it's fun to just it's just fun to just be there. Um oh it was not Jordan Newbin that had back to back great weeks. It was Daniel Jackson, uh the receiver. Um he had seven catches and a career high, hundred and twenty yards and a score. Um Aethan Kelly McManus um threw for a you know, decent two hundred yards and and a touchdown. I guess he was looking in at Daniel Jackson's uh direction quite a bit there with freaking sixty percent of the passing going to him. So um yeah, uh, you know, uh, the Gophers have, have turned it around, and, and if they if they can win those three out of four, you know, the rest of the way, they'll impress me, and, and yeah, and, you know, hopefully they could get to a Big Ten champion, uh, championship game and get to a decent bowl. I mean, just being bowl eligible doesn't do a lot for me. Like, you get to whatever six and six or seven and five and you go to the pinstripe bowl or you go to the motor city bowl it you know i, I don't really care but like get, get to a good bowl you know we're playing somebody from a from a decent
1: conference so
0: that would be good that'd be good yeah
1: well you want to yeah. i think i've only ever seen the, the gophers play in a new year's day bowl like maybe three times in my life so um a new year's day bowl would be would be super nice so
0: yeah i remember one i went to um What's it called? uh Old not old Chicago, I think, with my buddy Chevy, and it was one. I think it must have been one of the Jerry Kill years. And uh, yeah, it was 2000
1: yeah. and because yeah, yeah, Anna and I were dating at the time. It was yeah, it was, it was a it while was, ago. It was the Citrus Bowl, and I want to say it was maybe yep. 20, 2015, sounds right 2015 maybe, um, or 2016. I can't remember exactly if it was yeah, but yeah, it was the Citrus Bowl. I. I, I made Anna go to a Buffalo Wild Wings in St. Paul with me to watch, uh, so watch <laughs> the go for football games. So hopefully a, a better bowl, um, this year. And yeah, I yeah. said, like, they have, a, we've they had have an good records in it.
0: bowl games the last few yeah. years. Yeah. Um, Fleck has been good in bowls and he's, he's had some good, good bowl victories. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, that Northwestern game, that really pissed me off. But anyways, moving on, um, un- unfortunately, the, not, not a ton of great news out of our winter sports. The Wild and the
1: Wolves are both kind of – well, the Wild
0: are really struggling, and the, the Wolves are kind of in mediocrity.
1: So the, the, less, um, the, le- the less said about both of these, the better. So
0: Yeah, yeah, just just really quick recap. Um, wild completely, completely smoked 62 by the Flyers in Philly. Um, then, you know, we just, I don't know. We just haven't seen a lot of jump from us. We've just been kind of skating slow, um, some poor goaltending, uh, bad, bad defense. We lost in overtime to the Caps, three to two. Um, it's nice to see Rossi score. Um, Hartman scored in that game as well. I I heard an interesting quote from Hartman today saying, um, we need to figure our shit out and just basically like, we need to play better. And I know there was some quotes from Dean Emerson that coaches and players are getting restless, right? Um, that we had That lost an O T and then we lost four three to the Devils and then five three to the Devils again. So we're three five and two now. And um you know, Capri has been getting a little bit of stick for, for not being in, like kind of the soup playing to a superstar level to start the season. I haven't had I haven't watched a ton of wild hockey yet. I've watched a bit, but from what I've seen, just I don't know. We're just like the defense is just not moving its feet well. We're not we're just we're just a little bit behind the play, it seems like, and i i I don't know a lot of these games um you know, I know there's some empty netters in here, but teams are putting up five six, seven goals in a lot of these games, and the average hockey game is like three and a half to two and a half, like you can't give up six goals and expect to to win a lot of games, so they gotta they gotta step off the offense, and I don't know have
1: have you seen any wild or any mm. any comments on the wild? I mean, yeah, I, I watch, I try to watch hockey when I can. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's still early. They're still in playoff contention. I'm not too much worried about the wild. I mean, I don't know if you watched the San Jose Sharks lost 10 to one a couple of nights ago. Um, <laughs> I did not see that. They are, they are potentially one of the worst teams in the history of, Oof. of, uh, organized hockey. So, um, I, it, you know, I, yes, they're, they have issues. I mean, part of those are self-inflicted with, um, the cap hell that they're in and so they can only they they're skating short pretty much every week every every mat every uh every night so i don't know man i don't know what you can do about that um other than hope that your young kids take a step yeah. up and you can't force that's, that i think out. that's the big thing know. for this year is is we hope that these younger players
0: keep improving and get better and probably probably this year is not going to be our
1: year right and we try to plays ourselves for next year but
0: oh well we'll see oh, yeah. maybe they can mean, turn
1: around they're, they're putting yeah they're putting flower out there every every like third game or something and that dude is what 38 dudes almost as old as i am like uh, <laughs> hall, hall of fame uh goalie oh, by absolutely. all means but like he's at he's at you know he's at his wit's end right now like you can and they're paying him a lot of money <laughs> um it's yeah. including the, also including the guys that they are they're really paying to not be on their team right now. So, um, yeah, this year, if they can make the playoffs, that'd be good. Cause, you know, the NHL is so fucking weird. If you make the playoffs, you yeah, got a shot. Yeah, get a super hot goalie, get a hot, hot off, goalie, a hot goalie. or whatever. Everybody, you know. everybody starts clicking. Um, yeah. but it also gives all those younger guys and the, the team is young, um, some good, you know, some, um, experience. Yeah, literally, you, you, then, like
0: New Jersey was the eighth seed in like the COVID year and went to like the finals, right, or something. Yeah. Like, I mean, it it can
1: happen. Like that was well, like the, almost never happen in basketball. Pa- you I know, mean, that's I mean, literally possible in hockey. Well, it, it's it's ha- it's happening a lot more recently. Literally, the Panthers last year were the eighth seed and they went to yeah, the finals. Yeah. Um, yeah. the Miami Heat were the eight seed last year and they went to the finals. Like, right, it's, right, it's, but it's, but happening, the, but it's the, happening a lot the, more, in a lot more frequently.
0: That's true. It's true. But that was the second time ever that an eight, like had beaten a one, I think in the, and, you know, so, I mean, it's it,
1: nobody. It, no, it, it's happened like a lot of times. In, it's happened at least two or three times in the last, in the last several years. Like before, yes, before like COVID stuff, like, I don't think it happened very regularly, but I think we're, I think we're seeing like, there's, so many good athletes like in uh, hockey and and basketball and and football and like baseball i mean we talk, We even talked about the world series at all like there's there's yeah, a lot and, of good and athletes they've expanded, and there's a lot but, of parity yeah and they've so, expanded the playoffs so more teams are going getting in so like a
0: team can be hot getting in with like the play in games and that stuff or whatever yeah i know i know from for like 25 or 30 years the spurs and the mavs were the only eight to beat a one but you're right i, I haven't been keeping as close attention to it Lately, but uh, just compared to hockey, hockey always like the lower seats had a much better shot than than basketball.
1: I um I I I don't I don't agree with you there, but what's, I, I, what's, will you the yeah. I will
0: bring you the statistics. I will bring you the statistics to please, the next podcast.
1: Please do in in the in the last five years, how many eight? How many lower? Seats oh, the have last five versus, years. Okay. Yeah,
0: I, I thought you were saying like over the course of like since these teams have had like this playoff structure, like the last like thirty years or whatever
1: well no yeah the 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 NHL playoffs you're probably right about lately so So, anyways let's let's move on Let's. I think we've talked I've talked a lot of sports already all right so
0: sounds good just okay really quick on the Wolves Wolves are two and two um shot horribly in the first game 16 for 53 Towns was uh two for ten from three um and you know, Ant started off, but then he was taking crazy shots. They lost the opener, 97 to 94 to Toronto. Um, then they won, uh, 106 to 90. Um, Nas Reed has looked really good. Uh, he had like 25 points in their second game. Is 10 from 14 from the field. Everybody was chanting Nas Reed, and he was really excited about that. He came out and he said he just like he loves the fans and um, he really likes it here, and we like him uh it's fun to yell nas Reed. he was four for seven from three which is great for a big man eight boards um yeah edwards has been playing all right he had 19 points in that game conley and gobert had 14 gobert had 14 rebounds which is amazing that dude's just a he's a monster on the glass then we played the heat uh jimmy buckets took a rest day Um, It was a back-to-back, but I believe it was the second game of the season or the third game of the season or whatever. Fans were chanting, um, where's Jimmy? And he he blew a little kiss to the fans, so that was funny. Um, DeJounte Murray took over in the second half, and he led the uh, Hawks to victory in their third game. Um, He had 41 points, including 30 in the second half, and that helped – the Hawks have raised a 21-point deficit. The Timberwolves have had a little bit of history. I mean, it happens in basketball a lot. is a game of runs, but Timberwolves have, have given up some big leads a lot last year, so that was a little concerning and they went to one and two, but then they turned around and blew out the nuggets um 89 I watched some of the fourth quarter of that game. I thought they had really good ball movement. Um Kat had a really nice drive where it looked like he got fouled and of course he complained about it, but he still made the um the little baby hook. Uh, just Nas looks really strong. Um Jaden McDaniels had really good um defense. He held Jamal Murray to thirty one percent shooting, which was really um impressive. So Wol- Wolves kinda upsie downsies two and two um, you know, I, I think they, I think if they can put it together, they've got a lot of talent there. I just, I don't know. I don't know if they've got the the leadership. I, I don't know if cat is a real, I don't, if if he's a real, a superstar guy that can, he can be maybe your B guy, but Ant needs to be the A guy. But then he starts taking pretty crazy jump shots at the end of games, when really his, his best part of his game is just being a slasher and going to the hole. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm i cautiously optimistic, but, like, they, they make me nervous. I, it, both, with both of these teams, it's just kind of like, just show me something. Win win a few games, you know? Like, like my Stoke team has been so, like, up and down and mostly down, and they finally, it was like, God, just show me something, and they won three games in a row. And it was like, oh, my God, they haven't done this in, like, forever. You know, it's just like, just, just win a few games to get us interested, you know? right string, string right, together yeah. a few so anywho, um tonight i saw a really fun uh high school football game uh, we were just kind of bopping around at my brother's and um it was uh the section finals that chan has in the town that i live in i ri- i live right next to the the stadium here i can hear the kind of the announcements going on when when there's games going on and they um were playing western mankato and uh western mankato was up 14-0 um early and uh, I was really surprised at how much these teams were passing. I, I went to Eden Prairie in, like, the mid-'90s, um, and we did not pass the ball hardly ever. It was, like, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Like, we, we ran the ball really well, and we, we, had, we had good quarterbacks, but we just Bud, ran, ran,
1: ran. Bud Grant's kid running, yeah, the, running yeah, the program Mike over there. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, run, run, run all day long. So it was interesting watching this game. where They are just slinging it around. I mean, they were doing gadget plays. They had, like, a halfback toss or wide receiver wide receiver screen toss the kid who threw the ball just he threw it like straight up into the air it was it was a terrible pass but um they were it was it was a fun game man they were really slinging the ball down the down the field man had a 30 couple of just 30 yard passes um yeah chan came back they went a one yard TD uh plunge it looked like they were going for two on every play so then it was 14-6 um they they had a night you know I just kept nice passes up the middle, nice passes up the middle. Um, West had a 30 yard pass and the Chan defender just chased him down, caught it from behind and punched it out and stole it. So that was a big momentum swing. And then uh, Cato um, had a TD pass that went to 21, 14. There was nine minutes left and Chan was driving Uh, like me and my brother watching it on YouTube and the scoring bug was kind of like cut off. So it was really hard to tell like what was going on. And in, High school, it looks like they count the timeouts go like up, like one, two, three. So the whole time we were trying to figure out like, <laughs> how many timeouts do we have? Like, where's the, like, what's the down in distance? It was just their little score bug was, was kind of confusing. And I think it was kind of glitchy. So, but, um, uh, Chan went for, it went for two again and they, uh, they tied it up. We go into the fourth quarter and Cato goes up a couple touchdowns and then Chan just keeps coming back. Um, they had a, uh, they, they came all the way back to make it, um, 36 to 36. And then they, uh, since they had gone for two all these times and they gotten it a couple of times, they only had to get the extra point this time because Cato missed the last two point conversion they had. And they, so they apparently they did have a kicker and he kicked the, the walk off. So yeah, it was just really crazy game, really fun. Maybe I can try to check out the next game, but, um, yeah, high school football can be really fun when they throw the ball around a little bit. So. Yeah, that would have, that would have been a good game to be outside for that uh, cool. tonight. Yeah. It wasn't super cold, but all right. Well, yeah. Sorry, that was a really long sports section, but we don't we don't have a ton in variety, so we can uh, we can bang this out, and then um, we'll try to have more variety for y'all next week. But um, the thing that I was thinking about the most in variety for this week is just is just change. Um, my brother just moved. Uh, they had been looking for a house for several years, and um, he. He finally, they finally found a place in Hopkins, and it got me thinking, um, you know, just change is a pain in the butt. They get in there, you know, uh, things aren't the way that they want them. You have to, like, update all that stuff. They have to change everything over, set all your stuff up, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like some people, like, really like it. They The the being in a new area and and the newness of things kind of override the learning it. And I guess for me, like, I need things to be, like, have a lot more payoff to make the change worth it. So it just seems like... Lately, like, in my our computer systems, they, like, updated our, our Outlook and our office, and it's our Microsoft office, and it's supposed to be better, but I don't see, like, any functionality improvement. They just seem like they moved everything around, so now I can't find where my calendar is. And, like, with the phones, basically, like, Samsung Galaxies have been pretty much the same since, like, the five, and pretty much just the battery dies, so then you have to do everything again. And I notice no improved functionality of this phone since the last one, but you just, like, have to go through this change, and I I, I don't know. I've had Direct TV like forever just because like I know how to use it, and I just feel like if there's if there's if you're gonna change stuff, like I, I think change is really important. Like as a business leader, if the software you know does things a lot better, there's a good use case for it. We're gonna have growth. If there's a big payoff, but like to get me to change stuff, to like change phone companies or to change anything, like I need a big payoff. Like change for change sake just just annoys me. Like why? Why are we putting this out as a new version of office just to like move the buttons around, you know, like
1: why? Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's change there that you are not seeing um, because you're not it, sophisticated and, and um, knowledgeable so, and whatever, and whatever they're changing. So I, I'm saying like, I'm, I, I, I know, I don't want to say dispute. It. I'm, I, I'm fine with change. I, I kind of like, I kind of, love to live in in anarchy which is why I have two kids because it's just like nothing's <laughs> the same um, everything's changing um, but uh, my wife is very much she's a kind of like a stickler for wanting to keep the same thing like she has she still has like an apple her app she, so I have a Samsung Galaxy um, and she my wife has an, uh, an, an iPhone and I think she's got like an iPhone like seven or eight like she hasn't she hasn't upgraded her iPhone in several years and when she upgraded her iphone the last time she got like like two or three versions before like whatever the most whatever the most recent iphone was um <laughs> because she's very much like that as well so I, I get it i understand it and um i don't know i think just, once i
0: find she, something i like and it works like i'm not going to change it unless there's like a good reason like if i buy like <laughs> wusthof knives and they're great i'll just keep buying them if i like my coffee ninja and it makes good coffee i'll just keep buying it no, you know, no, i that's, guess a novelty of it and that's know, understandable to, like, do i do more I th-
1: I think change is, um, I, I don't know, as someone who's, you know, we're, we're both getting older, um, and I think, true. And I think, I think there's some, there's some benefits to like consistency, and, and, and there's certain things where you're like, you expect consistency, right? Like knives, I'm the same way. Like I used to work in kitchens, right? So I, I'm very particular <laughs> about my knives. Um, I sharpen my knives. I, 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 I'm in charge of the kitchen stuff in my house, right? So I'm not going to like, you know, on the, on a whim go out and buy some, you know, um like you said I I have Wusthof knives, like I'm not gonna go on buy on the whim buy some Japanese knives, even though know, they might be better, you know, sharper blades or, or whatever. Um however, I think change I don't know, I'm, I'm sure there's been some studies about this, but like change is actually good. Um, maybe not like you know, big massive wholesale changes, right? Like moving from one house to another, but like changing up things, like making you reinvest in in the, the stuff the stuff that you're doing may be in like the short term irritating um a pain in the ass whatever but it, it keeps our brains functioning It keeps our brains like the synapses firing i agree and it's definitely and, and some change is good so yep. it's it, so yeah i mean i think there's just, there's just not fi- change
0: for change sake it just has to have uh, an
1: improvement like i love well, all those athleisure clothes
0: that have like the thumb holes and all that stuff like if it's not an improvement like i'm all your, for it i got the
1: you know your your change for change sake is is something it's completely different to somebody else right so i think i think that's another thing to keep in mind right like um some you make a good. You, you make a good
0: point, is, is, especially is, about the. Yeah, sorry, go
1: so a, a small change for you um, might be a massive change, like on, like said, like the back end of a software system or something, right, or right. or vice versa. Right, a small change, you know, there might be massive for you, right? If they if they move things around. That you know, everything's functioning the same way, but like they move it around for some sort of aesthetic, uh, aesthetic reason for whatever reason they did that. Like that's a massive change for you, probably a very small change on their end. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's important to keep that, that context as well. So,
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, there, I probably should like go on YouTube or eHow and see like what this, this is the version of Outlook, like what can it do and see the improvements or whatever. Like I'm just seeing the negatives because I can't find things but I'm sure there there probably is some improvements but I swear to god with my phone I, I haven't seen anything that this phone does differently I thought oh like the camera looks a lot cooler like maybe the camera better I don't know it looks the same to me so I, I don't I don't I don't the, whatever this
1: is why I, I mean I, I still have like a Samsung Galaxy 10 like I don't I yeah, don't waste I'm your time so, they don't do anything different yeah, yeah I'm like I'm sure, just I'm, sure well, deal. I'm no I'm sure the, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm like 100% sure that the actual like camera like the pictures you get from your camera are better but like how much better is it from the galaxy 10 that i got like five years ago uh or, the, or this I, new I can't camera, i can't notice right?
0: I, can, I don't notice any differences i just got this 23 or whatever the hell it is and i went from a 10s and i don't know they look the same to me so
1: yeah well okay I, uh, whatever. Trust, trust me they are not so i mean i've seen pictures i've seen like camera pictures of like my phone versus someone else's phone and like they are not different they are uh, completely different but like that's something I'm I've I've trained myself to to know. Like if you're not trained yourself mm. to know that, like, how the fuck do you know? Like how yeah. I mean, how better the camera my, is, how much more powerful. My eyes are getting
0: bad. I can hardly see the computer screen let alone like how many pixels are in this picture so so i mean so, yeah. all right so,
1: again like, that's,
0: just, like that's just stop the, changing yeah. things world just yeah, let well, me do my thing but, i like it that the goes, way it is
1: but, but that goes to my point man like that a very minuscule change for me for you is a massive change for me or, or for people who are photographers and things like that right like you don't notice that difference but like I'm, i guarantee you you talk to a photographer and you show them a picture you know from your your s your 10s and then from that uh your new phone, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that the one on your phone is like a thousand oh, times better." Oh, this is better. like
0: the uh, the Pepsi challenge.
1: We should we should have to try this with a <laughs> photographer. What I'm saying is, we, like, we, we, we know go,
0: we know some photographers. We could probably get this yeah, done. we know. But the, it, goes uh, back,
1: it goes back to that point: like a small change for 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 you know them making a better camera is is like a and, and maybe and just move some things around. Your is like a big change for you, but it's a it's also a big change on another. It's you know I don't know it. Like I said, it's not all bad. We, you just need to have a perspective about it, honestly. So.
0: Oh, fine. Old man doesn't like change. What else is new? Old man shakes his fist at cloud.
1: Ye- yells at cloud. Yep. Yells at yep. cloud.
0: Okay, so just really quick last couple things here. I got a, a quick brief movie review and then just a couple podcasts, um, recommendations. One was from our friend MJ. Um, so... I watched The Postman this week, if you don't remember. I'm going back and watching a bunch of old-timey movies. I love dystopian movies, and so I've been wanting to see this one for a while. I was one of the few people that really liked Waterworld. Um, it was interesting. It was, Waterworld was such a bomb. Um, fiscally, they lost so much money at the time. It was, like, by far the most money that ever ever been lost on a movie, and two years later, Costner is undeterred and does another uh post apocalyptic um movie. So I thought that was pretty um impressive. I don't know how I missed this. This was my junior year in high school, and I should have been in my prime movie viewing like era. So I I don't know how the hell I met this, but funnily, that's not a word, but um ironically or whatever, it's set in twenty thirteen, which is is pretty Fun- funny that
1: <laughs> funnily is word. Finally, is the word? word okay?
0: Yeah. Uh, they didn't put it like too out far out into the future for. I guess they thought the world was going to end like imminently. But yeah, um, this, yeah is weird,
1: this is the weird. ass movie, man. Like if you saw Waterworld, you've basically seen this movie. So or Last of the Mohicans, basically, it's like it's very. There's the particular genre of movie that that the postman uh yeah. sits in. So
0: it reminded me a lot of braveheart in some ways where like the yep. bad guy is just so evil and just doing the things to the people that's like they're going to rise up against you if you're like this cruel buddy like come on like haven't you like <laughs> haven't you seen William Wallace but um yeah the um the Olivia Williams uh, was really good in it i thought the Kevin Costner is just you know great smile super charismatic he was funny in this movie they had good chemistry um it was just kind of funny how they kind of glossed over like what happened with the apocalypse they're kind of like eh, there was some war and a little pandemic mixed in three year winter you know the ocean dried up there's ashes everywhere it's kind of like, wait what like uh, ee, all of the above so pretty much they didn't tell you what caused it which which is fine, but all of the acting was top tier in this movie um uh, you know castner K- is just great he's just super carefree through the whole mo- movie even though the movies just appear like hellscape that everyone's living in um. Costner is, like, acting and doing Shakespeare, which is kind of similar to, um, Station Eleven, where they were, like, uh, actors, right? So he's doing acting in the post-apocalyptic world, and the little evil warlord, Will Patton, sees him and, you know, takes him and and a couple guys as conscripts. And then all of a sudden, uh, all, all of a sudden, they're at, like, the bad guy's lair, and he doesn't recognize that, um, whatever like when finally Costner escapes and when he sees him again like he doesn't remember who he is which I thought was really strange there's a super cringy scene in this movie where they like proposition Kevin Costner to like Procreate with the dude's wife because he's got had the mumps or something, which I I don't think that scene gets made in this day and age, which was super weird. Um, you know, just again and again, it was like that Braveheart where bad guy attacks the people. Just like this movie was like three hours; it could have easily been two hours and fifteen minutes. Like just attack like five less cities, you know. Um, it and and but one thing that I thought was cool was just the hope that's in the movie. Like he finds a post truck, like, you know, finds some mail, uh, and kind of just makes everybody believe that like the, he can't, you know, he lies also, but he kind of says the U S is still up and running and people just see that kernel of hope and really hang on to it. So I thought that was a good message of the movie. And then all of a sudden at the end, Tom Petty is just in this movie, which was very strange. Like he was not good in it either. So I don't know how he got in this movie, but that part was funny. Um, when when you pause the movie on Prime, it gives you like little fun facts, and I thought really uh, interestingly, Olivia um, Williams, right after this movie ended, she went to study bears in the rainforest of Bolivia. So that sounded like a really cool, and I would like to have heard more about that experience. Um, like I was saying, I think if I when I if I saw this movie when I was seventeen, I think I would have really liked it. I like other movies like this, like. I talked about you no know, escape or like you know those kind of um, yeah you know that that genre of movie. What's what's the one with the um, the other Mel Gibson movie where he's like uh, fighting the British and then they keep there's like the evil guy and he steals his dogs and all that kind of the Patriot. The Patriot it had similar vibes as like Mel Gibson kind of getting everybody back right. Um, but I, I think the overarching theme that people need hope in the most dire of circumstance. Um and just those like kind of shared principles of freedom. It, I I liked that part about it. I'd say I give it like a six and a half out of seven vibe. I'm kind of a tough grader. So my brother was like, well, don't do a you know a movie review if you don't recommend it. I would recommend it if like if you like this genre of movie. If you like post apocalyptic movies, you'll like it. Like if you don't, like don't watch it. <laughs> like,
1: so, so basically if you're a dad, if you're a dad, yeah, you're probably yeah, going to like right. this movie. Um, if you yeah. like mass, if you are a fan of master and commander, far side of the world, um, you'll right. probably like the, uh, the postman. So I think um, you will.
0: I think you will. It's got the flag and all the horses and the cheering. I mean, there's a lot of guy, a lot of fighting. And there's a lot of guy stuff in it. You can, it's a movie where you can drink a couple beers, put it on in the background and you don't have to be super locked in. I mean, it's not going to, it's not fight club or something. You know, I mean, yeah. it's pretty casual watch. So. Yeah, postman. Check it out. Yeah. Um, okay. What, one, one, uh, one plug for, uh, my brother wanted to mention is the, um, MS 150 bike race has, um, early entry right now. That's only $20. It's, uh, June 8th and 9th. You go, you drive your little bike from, uh, D- Duluth to St. Paul. I think it's, um, is it Proctor? Is that the town that's up there next to Duluth? Uh, 75 Something miles like that, a day. Yeah. yeah. 75 miles each day. And if you're like a novice, he said they've got rest stops every, 10 15 miles um he said they've got several sag wagons so people help you out if you're if you're falling behind um these big corporations all sponsor it they have huge tents at the at the night that you sleep over and and stop there and he says just like a really big fun party so he um highly recommends it and numbers have been really down since COVID. he said so he'd like to see the numbers Mm. get back up so if you're into biking at all um try out the ms 150 he 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 absolutely
1: loves it I I have I have ridden the MS 150 several several Your times. Your thoughts? Uh, it's it's fun. It's a good time. So, yeah, you don't need to be a yeah. It's um, is it coming to St. Paul this year from Duluth, or is it going up to Duluth?
0: I believe it's down.
1: Okay, That's the way he made it sound. So anyway. it's uh, so it's much easier ride than going from St. Paul to Duluth. Um, not gonna lie, at the the coming the going from Duluth to St. Paul is a lot a lot nicer. So. Um, yeah, if you, if anybody's into that, I would highly encourage bike so riding. I've is got awesome. like a,
0: I've got like a mountain bike cruiser, like cross, like what's it hybrid. Do you think I could do,
1: is this race too long to do that in like a cruising, like chill bike? Um, not on a cruiser. If you have a hybrid, like a, uh, um, a road, Mountain bike hybrid, then yes, you probably you could do this. You could do it fairly easily. I mean, you'll probably need, you'll definitely need to do some riding between now and between now and then. Oh, um, I have to train. Oh, yeah. well, just just a little bit because you All you right. have to go. I mean, seventy five miles each day, basically. So it is not. I mean, I I how many? I what is the longest bike ride you've ever been on in a, no, in a probably day? Probably like probably like ten miles or something. Yeah, so, so you'll you'll <laughs> be like. And you, you don't do it, you you know, you obviously will do it uh, over the course of like several hours, but like you'll, you know, yeah, it's, I,
0: I will it's, be a frequenter of those rest stops for sure if I if I did yes,
1: do the race, yes, for I sure, should, so. I should
0: do it. That would, it would be a, a good experience, you know. I like new things, it, you know. I, I I don't like little changes, but if I like, I do like new experiences in life. Um, okay, quick, a couple of really quick podcasts. Um, uh, this one, uh MJ recommended to me if books could kill, it's, it's been really good. It, it goes through all these kind of really popular books. They call them like airport books, like rich dad, poor dad, nudge, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, et cetera, et cetera. They kind of talk about oh, the, the facts and the lies in the books, but also the impact on pop culture and the, kind of the takeaways of these books and kind of what, are, what parts are kind of hypocritical and, and just, um, and, and then also they have some episodes that are just kind of about things that are going on and, and like, society, like, in pop culture, so I've really enjoyed that, um, podcast, and then, um, also, uh, I really haven't, really liked the podcast Heavyweight, I don't know if you've heard of this one, but it's, um, it's Jonathan Gouldstein from, um, This This American Life, and, uh, he talks about, he basically, like, puts together, like, situations that need to be resolved, so, like, one of the episodes, there's, like, disgruntled brothers who have been, like, in a fight for like 40 years and he like gets them together to like try to like reconcile and like figure out like what happened and like how they can move on or like a gal who got like kicked out of her sorority who was like really important to her and it was like in a time where like she had cancer and they just like kicked her out and like wouldn't tell her like why she got kicked out and they go back and like find out like by contacting like the national office and all these people that were in the sorority like why did this lady get kicked out of the sorority to like get closure and a lot of people are looking for like the father of a pregnancy that they they didn't know the lady didn't know she was pregnant until like six months after and she had already kind of lost touch with the guy and doesn't let him didn't ever let him know that he had like a 10 year old child and like they find him in like Mexico just a lot of like kind of resolving things that people always wanted to be resolved right like this group of girls kind of but they were all best friends when they were in like 5th grade and the girl's like T her House and like wrote FU on like paint on her door and and she never like found out why and so they go back and they're like you know why why did you do that so it's it's like out of like maybe the i don't know 20 episodes I've listened to so far I only really didn't like like 3 or 4 of them and like 5 to 7 were like really good and there's like been like 8 or 9 where I was like this is this is fantastic like just hmm. it, it's like Peabody winning you know, uh, radio podcast. So I, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah.
1: Really good. That's cool. Did,
0: did you put this other one in the keys to the kingdom? Yeah. So,
1: so, yeah, I, I, I was just, um, keys to the kingdom is a, is a podcast. as a new, it just came out. I think it started in October, like mid October. It's about, um, so it's these, it's, uh, this comedian podcaster guy, Matt Gourley and his wife, um, they worked as, uh, like characters at Disneyland. And so they talked to a lot of people who work as, um, you know, the, the, the you know, the, Mickey Mouse or, um, Donatello or, you know, like these different, you know, characters and stuff at different theme parks and stuff. So, um, there's only been, I think there's only been three episodes so far. Um, I think the fourth one just dropped. Um, it's really good. They actually literally like, there's people who do this for a living. So like they literally like, um, modify their voices and stuff and don't give out actual names, uh, because people like don't want to lose their jobs. Um, so it's pretty cool. If you ever like are interested in like, you know, amusement parks and, and the, all the yeah, that's
0: really interesting crazy
1: shenanigans that go behind. And then I was going to throw another one in here, but I'll, no, I'll actually,
0: I've got to write this down.
1: Yeah, I'll piggyback on the one that you mentioned about, like, sort of like defining these, like, these, uh, you know, mysteries or, you know, fam, familiar things. There's an, a podcast called Decoder Ring, um, which is on Slate, and they basically, like, dig into pop culture mysteries or like Mm. phenomena or things like that so um i think it's in their third season right now i think each season is about 10 episodes um but they've done things like you know the chuck e cheese and um just some of the weirdest like pop culture stuff that you're like you will you'll talk about They'll be like oh here here's this thing you'll be like oh yeah i remember that thing and like be like whatever happened to the thing like we we're going to tell you what happened to that thing. So, uh, Dakota Ring, uh, which is on the Slate, it's 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 a Slate podcast, S L A E A um, T E. But uh, yeah, Willa Paskett is the host of that. And then I said Keys of the Kingdom is the other one that I'm really enjoying. Is Keys, Keys of the Kingdom, K E Y S, like like the, like the Disney Kingdom, you know. So.
0: Beautiful. Well, I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm always looking for podcasts. I feel like I've got a ton of movies to watch. I got a decent amount of shows, but I just I just just burn through podcasts because i've been doing a lot of walking and running and um and i just i just listen to a lot of podcasts so i'm just need yeah. more material so thank you very much okay let's see here eight seeds that have beat the one heat over bucks 2023 76ers over bulls 2012 grizz over spurs 2011 warriors over mavericks 20 2007 so it is having seven times in the last and then the one before that was Knicks over Heat ninety nine. So it's happened like five times in the last twenty five years. Okay. So it's pretty 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 infrequent, <laughs> but I hear you. We, we, I mean, the Heat did get to the finals from the eight seed, so that's that's wild. I mean, n- nothing like that has happened ever in the NBA. So you, you still you still have a point. Um, all right, what are we are we at a wrap? Is that is that all we got?
1: Um, I will. I will just say. Sorry, uh uh
0: Yeah, get some plugs. What yeah, one,
1: so no one last thing. Um yeah, so Sickos F C is happening still. Um we're gonna be moving indoors in the uh uh the wintertime here at some point. We've gotta figure out where it's gonna be. Um I have a couple options. I just wanna say actually, um I don't know if you saw this, but like uh the the First Avenue workers, which is people who work at First Ave, uh turf club, um where else? They they work at a bunch of different uh venues around town, um voted to uh start a union and oh, the, I did first not a- that. the first ave um uh company the corporation the the you know the the executives or whatever um voluntarily recognized that union which is super cool that news just i just saw it um as we were awesome. recording the podcast yeah which is very cool Hell yeah and you don't see a lot of voluntarily recognized unions and and for no. something for something that is as important to minnesota as first ave um and then the music music history here right like fucking I was just I'm listening to a, a, a New Prince podcast too and it's like you know that dude you know First Ave is like what lots of people know about Minnesota is via First Ave yeah. so it was cool was,
0: seeing it in the in the movie when he kept rolling yeah. up there in his motorcycle
1: yeah so it's super cool that they they recognize you and I just wanted to shout that out but yeah um Dave I know is taking a break um in terms of recording podcasts for a little bit here so we kind of maybe get a GM or, or coach news but uh yeah come come play soccer with us man um that'd be fun Well I
0: I did see that Sherry said that she she is going to go with your plan of sp- uh splitting up the uh sporting director and the uh what is it the uh the coach and the sporting director will not be the same person like it's going to be a GM whatever like there's going to be two positions like it's not going to yeah. be Yeah Y'all yep. won, so that's good news. Um, okay, uh, plugs. Uh, if you have a chance, please check out my other show, Rants and Rambles, with Eric Grady and guests. Um, me and my buddy Johnny-O talked about control in our lives. Um, MJ was talking about wanting to do an episode of that with me, so I think we are going to plan to do that as well. Um, I am... Eric Grady big at big game grade A 27 on the X Twitter machine. Um David is at Texas Zeller and our show is at MN Sports Variety Show and uh please let us know anything um you know you'd like us to talk about in the future or you have any you know charities or anything that that you want to plug we can um you know are things that are important so any any final words sir
1: um no i'm just looking up the eight seeds in the nhl that have won uh one playoff round so <laughs> <laughs> no it's good uh, man talk yeah right, for doing i'll, that I'll see you at soccer tomorrow and if it's like fishing they everybody